Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. We got a great episode for you today. Today, we're getting a chance to sit down with MMA fighter Chris Liebrein. Before we get started, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to keep seeing more great guests, athletes, and coaches, make sure you subscribe and don't forget to share. We thank everybody who's joining our community and we want to keep bringing you more great content. Today's episode is sponsored by Spirit Leaf Waterdown, located at 64 Hamilton Street, North in Waterdown, Ontario. If you're looking for Canada's top cannabis brand, look no further than Alex and his crew. They're going to be able to get you set up on all your favorite brands and products in CBD and THC. Just make sure you go and like them on Instagram and us on Instagram, and you're going to save money every single time you shop there. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon on the map. Ladies and gentlemen, well, mostly gentlemen, let's be honest. Welcome back to the podcast. And uh, we have an esteemed uh, c- colleague who is, has a MMA fight coming up very soon. This is uh, London's finest, Chris Lee Byrne. How are you doing? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Just training lots, hanging out. So, so how's the training going? Uh, what's going on? How, how has it been? The, I know the last two years have been crazy, but how's everything going with, uh, with your training? And uh, how is your camp going? I haven't really been training in the last like two years kind of because of the, the gym situation. I kind of was like coaching here and there secretly or just like doing boxing really admits were like the easiest thing to do. But like I actually listened to the first two lockdowns and closed my gym. So uh, this, like, um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, all <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at look at you following the rules. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like now, now I didn't I haven't fought for like two years. You know what I mean? I've obviously shifted more of my focus to MMA now than jujitsu. But um, yeah, I know I'm back at it hard now. Kind of like more too. Like I think the last couple of years, not really having being able to train like how we always have, like all of us, you know, um, kind of made me like kind of sparked like me being more focused again. You know, like kind of slipped into like party lifestyle when I used to go really ham at jujitsu, right? But then I kind of slipped into party lifestyle, just kind of coaching here and there and work or whatever else, you know? And then I think since this COVID stuff, it's kind of sparked like that, kind of like that re-love for training, you know? It's like, cause you, I, yeah, you had it a lot less, you know? You don't know what, you and... don't know what you were missing until it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Like now that, now I'm training like, honestly, like madness, like more than I've ever trained before, probably for years, you know? So it's, <laughs> do you feel that break was really good for your body kind of give it a little bit of a break heal from some injuries or like were you still kind of like still working through some stuff i'm always injured i'm still like i'm injured all the time (laughs) but uh i think the break just i think it was more just yeah like you don't know how like what mike said you don't know what it is until it's gone you know like not having being able to train not do tournaments or even have i've cornered some fights in during like flying other places but i didn't get to fight you know so like having it kind of coming back we're gonna have a crowd btc's coming to london so that's gonna be dope we have that lots of people i know my own training actually rolling now it's it's nice i feel good i'm in a good spot for it all you're gonna aaron's gonna hate this next question so aaron's a one and oh amateur mma fighter can we get him can we get him another fight (laughs) yeah right now there's no really to do it but yes we could get him a fight i'd say on bfl in vancouver they'd fight <laughs> i'm good <laughs> thank you <laughs> aaron's retiring undefeated one and oh <laughs> signing him up they just sent the message 
he, so, he, he, he hates my story of his underground underground fights at the uh the the gym that we do not speak of they had we, they had an underground card and uh aaron just beat the living piss out of somebody there <laughs> sorry you just those are sometimes they, yeah chris sorry you cut out there a bit what'd you say amateur is basically like illegal now because <laughs> 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 amateurs are I think of Montreal is where I bring my guys, but they're not even doing it right now. Like, amateur is kind of a shit show. Like, you think pro is more dangerous because it's like more elite, I guess you can say, but and you can elbow and knee. But amateur, man, like the divisions are kind of like you never know who's what, you never know who's going to show up. There's no like blood work a lot of the time. Like, you don't like, like, <laughs> pro, you're doing, you never know. Yeah. Pro, you're doing like EEGs, ECG, x rays, MRIs, fucking blood work piss tests you're like you're doing everything you know what i mean like you're making sure you're a healthy guy you got to go get a physical but like there's no commission really on amateur right you could just like have him at a sketchy gym and beat up some guy who doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> is, that, is, so is, that like the, is that honestly like the amateur like organizations like not just in ontario but like across the country like i don't know tons about like the the overall amateur mma scene like the professional scene like it's been kind of like ebb and flow like there's been times where they've been building it up and there's been times where like commissions have come in so like what's been your experience with like just not just finding yourself fights because i know you've had a hard time with it but even just finding a lot of your guys fights too like right, right now mundo jiu-jitsu i think is probably the most active team in the country for mma period like for canadian teams because every canadian show that happens we have at least two or three pros on it whether and and every amateur show, we put, like, four or five, six guys on. Like, we're, like, probably the smallest team, but it's all active dudes. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, we've been pretty consistent. You know, our amateur shows, it's just MFL, really, or BFL, if they do it. Um, amateur's kind of fucked up right now. And then pro, they have prospect, BTC, BFL, and then a couple unified. And then they have, like, one or two other pro shows that are, like, really small that don't really happen that often. And like we should we put guys on every single one, maybe except for unified, really, just because it's always like kind of a scheduling issue, you know what I mean? But like we're super active. Like I keep my guys on every show basically. I'm always like I'm cornering like twice a month usually. Did you have kind of like experience, especially when like obviously MMA wasn't really legal in Ontario? And so it was obviously like on re reservations and all that kind of yeah. stuff before. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of, I can, I was from Calgary. I moved here kind of right after all that. But I, th okay. I actually first, um, like, kind of one, like, I don't, Mike might remember this. But I used to throw like Matt Militia, like, kind of really small tournaments and stuff like that. I threw the first, uh, the first amateur MMA, like, in a cage properly, like, not on a reserve in Ontario. I'm the one who actually threw that. So, oh, really? Like, that's, like, I don't get any credit for that. Like, more people should be like thanking me all the time. <laughs> like how did, how did that come to pass not, like how, how did that even slip under the radar i didn't even no, know about that because there's there's been all types of stuff basically it was a gray area for a long time it kind of is um so basically like right now the best right now it's illegal again like i was gonna throw another i was 
listen to my guys or anybody who does it. But they don't care if we go other places, but they don't want amateur MMA here. So basically now it's at the thing where we have to get a huge petition going, re-going again, because there was one with like 5K signatures. But we got to get it going and we got to try to figure out what to do here because it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. The only person who kind of has something is that Rohit Seth guy. I think he's trying to come back, but I'm always going to try to just like talk shit about him and make sure his event... <laughs> What's... So, so what what is what is the issue with i guess just getting amateur mma going because there's always like there's this a show and then like it's illegal and then it's legal and then it's not like what's because like i don't i don't know entirely what to to explain it but like well, like what are the main issues and like barriers i've been more involved in the pro scene recently i kind of was just dip, I, I kind of stepped away from the amateur scene outside of bringing my guys to those shows like uh like outside of the province basically until recently when I was kind of dipping my full back, foot back in the pool and saying like, okay, maybe I'll try to bring an event here. You know what I mean? And then when I did that, uh, it just right away, like the commission was on top of it. So I don't really know fully what's going on right now with them. I just know that it's, uh, it's not fully illegal or illegal, but I know that the, the thing that keeps happening is all these promoters are like gym owners. They all like have these like political like gains or like, like snubs against each other. Like when I was just talking shit about that other guy. <laughs> so basically everybody. So You're like, I'm included in that too. No big deal. Everybody's kind of uh well, no, I'm not included in this, but I mean, anytime there's been traction going, guys will kind of try to for each other to try to like, so that they can kind of uh, get it rolling themselves. You know what I mean? That's why That's why that one dude, if I say, if he do, is doing an event, I'm not going to support it because he's trying to do it under like the uh, pancreation rules. Like they got the PSO or PSO, whatever it's called. Um, so they got it for like Fila for pancreation or some shit like that. And they're trying to disguise it as amateur MMA. But anytime that guy gets involved, that's kind of the guy who fucks it up every time. So that's why I'm not going to support that. I say we just get a petition going and then try to, you know get it rolling i guess like just do it do it properly like pro instead of just yeah, like, something else it's a hard question for me to answer right now because i can't give like a firm good answer you know like i haven't been really as involved in the amateur scene recently i've been really focused on the the pro scene you know but um yeah it's all fucked up i don't see it happening anytime in ontario probably for like five to ten years man i think amateur MMA here is just not gonna go down and if it is it's too complicated yeah it's really unfortunate yeah it's shitty yeah, because so we're not going to get Aaron that second MMA, no, amateur MMA no, fight. Unfortunately. I'm <laughs> GFO. <laughs> no, because it was, it was really like fruitful at one point where there was a lot of different, like, whether it's called or small organizations. Obviously, UFC used to come up here as well. Yeah. And there was so much stuff going on. And then obviously, like, commissions and like money got involved. And it's like, nope, we're not doing it anymore exactly they kind of ruined it that's exactly what did happen everybody was starting to, for a bit there we had everybody making shows and everyone was throwing them in bars in different cities yeah, right like it's true i remember and, that. yeah they're pumping out for a while there but uh you know nope that dude fucked it up like he always does yeah and it's like even like in quebec like um quebec they can't even run a jiu-jitsu tournament either right because that's like part of their they, whole like best bet if you want amateur fights is go to mfl MF. in quebec on the reserves there the commission here doesn't mind so you can still get your pro license with those amateur fights because mm -hmm. the go pro like ontario is like the hardest place to get a license like in the world maybe like it's fucking insane you know it's one of the last places that even let usc come right in north america mm -hmm. so like you got to get amateur fights to get a pro license but there's nowhere to do amateur fights so it's kind of fucked up right yeah but, uh, it is it's, but if it's, you go unfor to it's unfortunate 
Yeah, if you go to MFL, though, when they throw it on the reserve in Quebec, Quebec doesn't like it, but Ontario doesn't care because it's not in Ontario. So you can go to Quebec, you can do amateur <laughs> fights. They're just like, whatever, it's not here. Who cares? <laughs> you got your fights? Okay, you're you're fighting in the, like, international waters? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly how it is. They don't give a fuck if you build your experience outside of province and then come back how you do it. Mm-hmm. Or is there anything we can do to help uh, the amateur MMA scene? Like, let us know. After I'm focused on these fights and a little bit of shit we got going on now, I'll start pumping out the petition and really getting through the going through the process again. And when I do that, we can, you guys can blast out the petition too. Definitely. Yeah. So how did you kind of like when you talked about like formulating your school? Like, did you originally start it as a jujitsu school or was it an MMA school? Like, how did you originally start that? Um, no, but well, basically, like I was in London and I was like very active in jiu-jitsu tournaments around this time. Um, like London had a lot of MMA guys, but like really shitty, shitty jujitsu dudes. <laughs> like just terrible, awful. No, I'm kidding. Okay. But yeah, they uh so I just went to compete a lot and then like guys in London, like buddies of mine started teaching them jujitsu, kind of slowly became like its own team. And then it was jujitsu tournaments was the focus. And kind of as I, we're a really small team, you know what I mean? There's like 40, 50 of us, but everybody's a fighter. You know what I mean? Like everybody on the team a pro fighter or like, it's all basically like blue to brown belt level. You know what I mean? But um, it's kind of like Canadian Valley Tudo-esque, you know what I mean? Like we're like a jujitsu focused team, but it's a lot of MMA. We're, you know, like we're, I think we're probably the only team that's a jujitsu team, but we're only focused on MMA. You know, like, I don't know what other teams do. You know, like we're definitely jujitsu guys, though, right? So yeah, just kind of a natural evolution just shifted to it. Like yeah. now that I've like make everyone else too. <laughs> yeah. So, so initially, then, like I, I guess the question is like, how did you get exposed to like jujitsu initially? Because you said you you're, you're in Calgary before. Were you training there, and then you moved here? Like, what was the what was the process yeah. like to get even into like jujitsu initially? Yeah, basically, I just thought I was a tough guy and found out about jujitsu. So, you know, I went into Gracie Baja in Calgary, got manhandled by like small dudes, and was like, "I'm never leaving this room until I know how to do it." Never did, and then now I'm here running a school. Later. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, like, when you kind of like were formulating your, your club, like, because there's not a lot of jujitsu clubs in London even now, are there? Oh, there is. London's is there like for in Ontario, man, like, like, I don't know what small city has had so many UFC vets or UFC fighters come out of it. There's probably yeah. like five MMA gyms that are like a pro level MMA gyms. There's probably about 10 jujitsu teams. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You know, like it's a, this, it's a pretty active scene. Like everybody here knows someone who trains or fights, you know what I mean? Interesting. I had no idea what's, that it was that big. What's the, so what's the secret in London then? Like, is it just like the mean streets? Like, why why are there so many like MMA and like jujitsu schools, man? Is it all uh, is it all like the bars and everything? I think maybe it's a lot of like uh, universities, college, shit like that, right? Like a lot of young people, a lot of guys watching sports, and maybe a lot of drunks who need to know how to do themselves. Who knows? <laughs> Hey man, I don't know what that is. Well, all, London also has like a, a rich like wrestling history as well. Uh, one of our buddies, one of our coworkers at the uh, gym that we do not speak of, who's uh, he he wrestled for uh, University of London. Oh, nice. Or Western, I guess you could say. But like you know, he's retired. He he ducks us uh, regularly when we try to get him to do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, everybody's ducking lots these days. <laughs> everybody's like, you're like, look at me, man. I'm trying to get some fights. Everybody's ducking me. Yeah. Uh, and this fight's gonna be wild too this guy's got like 
three or four times more pro fights than me. Um, he's got like he's fought like Elias and some USC vets. He's fought in Bellator, like the Ontario one. Um, you know, he's got a good experience, so should be exciting. So lead, lead us into, so lead us into this. Like you got a fight coming up. What was that process like for getting it? Here we are. Where when's the fight? Where can we watch it? I just basically like verbally assault the matchmaker, Rob Beavers, like on a daily basis, just harassing one text until he has found me an opponent, added me on. Then they they have her doing a show on Monday. Obviously, they're gonna sign me on it, right? And then uh yeah, so that's it. And then this guy wants to fight, I wanna fight him, and we're gonna fight. <laughs> I wanna fight you. Yeah, well, I wanna fight you. Yeah. This is a sick fight for people to watch because we don't really see like on a pro level Canadian scene, we don't see like higher level 205 guys really. Like yeah. all like featherweight, lightweight, like 170, or you know what I mean? And then like 205, you might say say see some debut guys are like a bum or like a heavyweight fight, but you don't really see like 205 contender level like fights. I could like the winners could go to Dana White contender series or Bellator or one FC, who knows? You know what I mean? Like this is like a more like you don't see them that often here. There's only like ten or fifteen really good, good light heavyweight pros probably even in the country, you know. Yeah. So I was gonna ask. So are you going up the weight division? Or are you fighting at your normal weight now still? Or a street fight. I'm basically just rolling up. I'm two hundred three right now. It's a two hundred five fight. So <laughs> that's what. It it's from the, the main streets of London, right, Aaron? Yeah. Didn't you know that? London for to. See, <laughs> some guys just don't like dieting. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, I'm like, yeah, I, I could diet, but I just, I don't mind feeling good, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned. Like, I find, I actually think, I think everyone's worried to fight bigger guys. I think it's the opposite. I think bigger guys are fucking bums, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> straight up, I think they're not technical. They can't fight off their back. They can't fucking wrestle. They can fall the foot sweeps. They, they're gassed. They're winded and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going to leg kick the fuck out of them. And then, like, <laughs> then they hold him down and then elbow him. And then he'll just give me a sub probably eventually. That's it. So that's a game plan live on here. You're calling it. Yeah. That's, well, let's hope so. If not, I'm, I fucked up. I got took off more than I can chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, this didn't work. <laughs> I'm always, I keep it out of, I never think about what the other guy's going to do. I'm always like, focus on what I'm going to do. Like, oh, what if people think this? Or what if he lands this? Or I just always like, yeah, I'm going to land this. Like, that's all I try to keep my thoughts on. And then sometimes right when the cage are closed, I'm like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> so another one, another one of Aaron's all-time favorite questions. So what, you're going into an MMA fight. You're stepping into the cage. So uh, so what's your mindset, bro? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's it. I just go with the f- We're going to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, you just go with it. Just yeah, close the door and let's go. <laughs> no promises. Great man. game plan. So what are you gonna do? What's your game plan? I don't know. I'm gonna fucking wing it. What do you think we're gonna do? Yeah. Well, I ever do, man, with everything. So what? So overall, like MMA wise. Sorry, go ahead. I do boxing and Muay Thai like every day, all day, and like jujitsu all night like i'm like training a lot like i don't realistically i don't really see how like most 99 of guys i fight i'm gonna smash right now it doesn't matter really who they are because the jujitsu guys are gonna be too much of pussies i'm gonna outstrike them the strikers are gonna be bums who can't grapple and like that's just basically what it is. do you know my mindset bro do you know my mindset bro i just see red and i start swinging i love it 
<laughs> I love it. That's so overall, like MMA wise, like what's kind of your, I'm not talking like your game plan for this match, but like, what are your plans for the future then MMA wise? Are you looking to, are you trying to get into the UFC Bellator? Like, are you trying to move up to a bigger, I guess, to like bigger shows? Like where, where do you see yourself the next couple of years? Well, like, to be honest, it's more just like, I got a good record. I got a good skill set. I'd rather just like take bang on some fights right now. And if I win them, maybe I can, like, I, it's not actually as impossible. Like, as people think it's like it's not out of reach for me to make Dana White contender series or Bellator or one FC if I got one or two good wins right now it's not out of my it's out it's not out of grasp you know and like I'd rather right now go for it and then be like in my 40s being like fuck I was like good maybe I could have been all right like I'd rather be be the guy in the bar like yeah well I could have did that I'm already that guy right now (laughs) so like I'd rather go for it right now, and then if I get knocked out, at least I'll be like, "Well, fuck, that sucks." I guess not, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just gonna bang out as many fights as I can this year and tra- stay in camp for a full fucking year and see what happens. Yeah, no, I, just, I think that's a good plan, right? Especially after the last two years of kind of inactivity, and then you have the opportunity to do it now. Exactly, that's the plan. I think this is a perfect fight for it too. Like, he's almost journeyman esque, you know, but he's like fought tough dudes. He's not getting finished. He's mm-hmm. he's definitely. I'm definitely one of his easier fights and he's one of my hardest fight. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I th- but I think he has been less active. I think I'm like more, even though we're the same age, I feel like I'm more new school. Like I train with younger, more go hard guys. I hope like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. And then, um, I don't know. I think I'm just more rounded. Like I got to watch his big power and hooks and size and not, you know, but at the same an experience, he'll have that cage comfort and know how to like kind of pace himself maybe better. Mm-hmm. But I'm like fucking. I'm a psychopath, and like, <laughs> and like, I'm gonna be throwing elbows and knees and kicks at full power with no regard for either of our safety. And and if it hits the mat, I'm almost positive I'm gonna have better jujitsu than him. So, so like, I just think style wise, like as myself, like not worrying about myself. I, as a fan, I'd be really excited to watch this fight. Mm-hmm. You know. Awesome. So, like, I guess the question is, is like, okay, so we talked about like where are you gonna go from there, and like this mat like this mat potential matchup for you like this is kind of like a test to kind of see where you're at like i guess in the big i guess the big scene of things is like if you beat this guy you basically even said like hey you're a match or two away yeah exactly seeing what's actually up like on a on a higher level not on a not on a regional level not just like you know fighting someone who's actually traveled around fought some high level fucking dudes has like a lot of pro experience that's exactly what this is let's see where i'm actually at that's exactly what i'm trying to do yeah, nice. And like, and one FC Bellator or Dana White Contenders would be sick. And if not, then I'll try to get another win right away. I'll try to get the BFL, BTC, or Prospect uh, 185 or 205 strap. 100%. That'll be the next move. If I win this, you know, you know, fuck, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, you you said it yourself, right? You want to stay active. You want to get as many fights as possible and go from there, right? So you win or you lose, you're still going to probably have more fights throughout the year. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I want to like avenge my only loss too to that black belt from Calgary, but but uh, like it's like a decision, and I like honestly feel like I won the fight. It's like one of those fights where I'm like lighting up the striking, I'm working for subs off my back, but for two of the rounds he's on top of me, just like doing this, and I'm like working for a sub. Like I'm like I won this fucking fight, like you know, I'm like he's bleeding, I'm fresh, so like, but he got the decision, and I don't make excuses. Like coulda, shoulda, woulda. He's on top, I didn't stop it. You know what I mean? I knew the fucking rules, so I'm not gonna make like bitch about it. But I'd like to rematch that just so like I can be mentally undefeated, as they say, you know. <laughs> but, 
but <laughs> but I think he's like uh, I don't think he's gonna stay as active, you know. And I think my record's growing past his, so I might not forget that. Yeah. Well, how long ago was that? Uh, fuck, I don't know, five, six years now. Okay, so it's been a while since that one. Yeah, but I think he's like more active now too, and I'm right back at it. Okay. Hey, always potential. Yeah, I'm like I'm ready. Like we can do that one <laughs> right after, you know. <laughs> Bring in that guy. Fly him on a plane. Bring him, Bring him in. <laughs> social media too like every like few months i'll ask him for the last few years <laughs> do you ever get into these like uh whether it's through instagram or like twitter or facebook like calling guys out at all or are you just kind of like going with the flow and i uh, man i everything i do is like that like <laughs> my social media is a mess man it's called... <laughs> <laughs> i use it wrong like i Everyone else is like in their best outfit on vacation. I'm like having a mental like, breakdown and like arguing with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Usually people use social media to show the best side of them. <laughs> My flaws. Like, I'm, I'm always arguing with everybody. That's just what I do. Yeah, that's, that's, it's very easy to do that. So um, question about your training. So like, are you just kind of sticking to like your, your technique base and obviously conditioning through there? Are you adding like strength and conditioning, cardiovascular training or anything like that? Yeah, that's kind of like the two changes I made like, dramatically is like basically cut out like drinking completely. Like, I know like I'm a pro fighter, <laughs> but like I still go out and party. Like I, Mike knows I'm a party guy, you know, but I've kind of drinking, didn't even drink on New Year's Eve. I am, I'm not going to probably, I don't even, if I know will for like years to come, I like, I just like the sober lifestyle better. But the main thing I have changed is uh, strength and conditioning. I never lifted weights in my life. Mm-hmm. Never. I hated running. I do that shit every morning now. And like, I'm in the best, I might be in the best shape of my life right now. Wow. Okay. That's good. Yeah, like strength and conditioning is honestly just everything just feels better. I feel like less prone to injury. I feel more explosive. I can like jump knees and shit at 205 when I couldn't do that before, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know gas at all. Like I, it feels good to just sometimes just see what, what's in the tank and just sprint your hardest, you know, and just yeah, see, yeah. What, see what the fuck you can do, you know? Gives you confidence too, right? But yeah. that was always my doing that now and I'm not really gassed and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of confidence in that. That's good. I don't know for sure. Definitely when you start adding in those different aspects in your game that you probably didn't have before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I basically do boxing uh, every day in the morning from like 10 to 1. And I do Muay Thai like every like twice a week, three times a week. I drive to Cambridge and then uh, do Muay Thai with Chris Q. Mm-hmm. They're just a sharp up knees, elbows, leg kicks, shit like that. And then I do uh, jujitsu every night at my gym. And then we'll do like shoot boxing, sparring kind of every Friday. That's most of my most of my day. I do privates in between, kind of. So I'll have to, like teach people on my rest time, but normally I just trick them into thinking their private is them learning, but I'm just using them as a drilling dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, we'll do a private. Meanwhile, you're just smashing them <laughs> for 45 minutes. You're gonna love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is gonna be like the first kind of fight with this new kind of training plan. Yeah, exactly. But I like the thing is, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be like I'm just gonna go in and completely shit all over this guy in under four minutes. Like I don't know if it's like gonna turn into like a sloppy three round, like two semi fat guys. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know if it's gonna be just like 
Sounds like, like me, it sounds like me and Aaron rolling at uh, the gym that we do not speak of. <laughs> <laughs> Two sloppy, sloppy fat guys all over each other. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen like that, you know? It could be just like, and he catches a punch, and I just, like, don't even know, and then and I start drinking again. <laughs> hey, over-prepare. <laughs> <laughs> over-prepare, you, you never know what can happen. Yeah, I'm pumped either way, man. This is going to be good. Fantastic. I think I think this is a good time to slip in one of our sponsors. Uh have you have you ever been to Spirit Leaf Waterdown, Chris? What's that? They're located at 64 Hamilton Street North. They have some great supplements there. Supplements, if you know what I'm saying. All oh, the nice. C B D and THC that you, that your heart can desire. Alex oh. and his crew can hook up all, your entire team. Just make sure it's uh you just want to make sure you you uh I'm a big urinate your urinate clean, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. pre-fight so located at aaron one more time 64 hamilton street north in Waterdown, ontario gummies chocolate you name it cbd c3po r2d2 you can get everything you need there sweet man i'm gonna check that out for sure <laughs> so you, so may, kinda... you may even put them on your fight banner yeah probably not but we'll think about it <laughs> <laughs> probably not they're like oh we're gonna drug test this guy again <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they, they like a, do they have an exemption for like cannabis nowadays in MMA? Oh, I don't even yeah, know. You can't take the letter I, C, man. We got we're gonna get demonetized. No, that'll be fine. We don't make I any still, money yet. <laughs> yeah, like I'll do I'll blaze right now on the hair. Like I don't care. They never tested me for it. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I'm pretty no. sure my guy writing's juice to the absolute shit, too. So I don't even know if they're testing for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, like, do so you have any of your guys wanting to do, like, uh, whether, especially, like, if they don't want to do uh, MMA, are they doing, like, professional, like, jiu-jitsu shows or anything like that? Or some of them are not interested in that? I think we're slowly turning into an MMA team. When there's tournaments, yeah. back, when there's tournaments actively happening around Ontario again, it's not, like, max capacity in, like, two hours, or, like, it's worth the drive, like, mm -hmm. even to go. We'll, we'll start setting massive teams out again. Like we used to do like 20 to 40 people every time. And again, that's not big when you're comparing it to these fucking massive Toronto teams, but they have like 15 affiliates. I mean, like a small team in London set up four to do this fucking tournament two hours away, yeah. you know? Like, and I do that every time until all this shit happened. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully soon, I think uh, they're going to start ramping up some tournaments again. I think starting pretty soon in the next coming weeks so i, I think yeah, this year is going to be good i think they're going to have a lot more tournament based i think the events will be a lot more just as long as things stay open i guess which i think they will i think honestly at this point like i don't see what else doesn't care <laughs> that's what it is you had herpes i had herpes aaron always had herpes probably have them <laughs> <laughs> probably had it probably had it already no big deal but no, I, th I think it's just, sorry, go ahead. No, nothing. Go ahead. But no, I, I, I think it's just, <laughs> we're just talking about Aaron and his herpes, but no, I, I just think it's, I think we're just at the point where it's just like, it, it's, you know, things are here to stay and you know, this is just something we have to deal with going forward. And at this point, I just want my club normal and not really give a fuck to be, and just like hang up some fucking stickers. So like, looks like I'm all good. Like I, I don't really, I'm sick of this shit, man. I just want to train, man. Just let me bang, bro. Just let me bang. <laughs> that guy, that guy who says that—that's just fun. Uh, Mike Perry on that bare knuckle shit. 
He did. Did he, did he win or did he lose? Like, or did Mike Perry win? A decision, but I think it was like a bloodbath or something. I didn't. Oh. I don't watch that. But I think I saw what, what is your thought on bare knuckle fighting? And like, what? Also, I, I want to get your. Go ahead. I think Matt it's first. retarded. I just think it's retarded. Like, no, not like it's not like it's bad. Like, I like boxing more personally. Like, why just like. Like, MMA clubs don't really stop the punching power. They just stop all the stitches. Why would I want to have bare knuckle just cutting the fuck out of my face all the time? Just mm-hmm. for, like, dramatic effect, you know, with the same pay? Like, no thanks. And then, I don't know. I'm just, I'm fine with just boxing. And, like, I think bare knuckle boxing just is, like, a lot of meatheads and, like, retards are going into it. <laughs> like, you know? Like, <laughs> you know? Or, like, like, retired guy, money grab. Like, I don't know. It just seems kind of, like... It just comes off sleazy or dirty to me a little bit, but I, but like, I, there is skills there. It's still boxing. I do think, hey, it's boxing with bare knuckle. It's more to the point of the combat. Why not? Let's just, you know. But I'm an MMA guy, man. At the end of the day, I love boxing. I love kickboxing. I love Muay Thai. I love jujitsu. But I like MMA. I like all of it in one. You know, let's do bare knuckle MMA. I think that's cooler. <laughs> like I, like I think the whole concept of like, I have, like that, it's gonna be. I think the fights would be shorter because they would like people break their hands or they get knocked out faster or whatever. But I think like, it's just, I don't know. If you're just looking for CTE to go faster there, you just join in. You'll be ready to run. Right. Like it's a fucking what? Two minute round. So I'm just going to throw fucking haymakers for two minutes. I don't even need cardio. What's that? Just start swinging. Like fuck it all. Like, like when something you do boxing, and a guy's brand new like everyone's a good boxer for a minute or two yeah like never box and you just come throwing heat at me i'm like oh fuck moving away like i got it and then you wear out because you don't have any technique and now i'm like jabbing you and you can see i'm fresh and you start taking off your gloves you're like actually no i'm done i'm done i'm tired i'm like no 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 we're gonna finish the round you know like yeah. how many times do guys do that right because everyone's good for while they're fresh even in jujitsu in some cases kind of you know but like um I think when it's a two minute round, it just lets for more retardness. Like, <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> now it's like, hey, fuck it. We don't even need to know how to box. Let's just swing haymakers and grab one tie clinch and just uppercut like a hockey boy for the whole round. <laughs> but whatever, like, whatever floats your boat, I'll still watch it. I'll watch any fight. Like, yeah. I love fighting, man. I like, I, I think fighting's the purest, the best. Like, if you, if you watch, by a feeling you guys see guys playing soccer or basketball or something you're never going to stop and watch if you walk by anywhere and you see two people fighting you're always going to stop and watch yes. like it doesn't have to be if you do drunk homeless people you're going to watch it be, <laughs> as, a, as the saying goes there's like there's a, a, a hockey yeah. game a basketball game a soccer game and a fight on every corner everybody's going to run and go watch the fight every time every time i want to hear go ahead I think it's for meatheads and retired dudes. Bare knuckle. Yeah, I just you know, like make Perry versus the Let Me Bang Bro is like the fucking the poster fight of that shit. That's so true. This <laughs> is like two fucking idiots just go at it and see what happens. Versus the Just Let Me Bang Bro guy. <laughs> so I want to get so Chris, I want to get your thoughts and being a you know being a pro MMA fighter. There's been a lot of talks about like fighter pay and like what people are making potentially in the UFC. And there's a lot of people are even saying like, like potentially like Chad Mendez, Mike Perry, guys like people like go to fight in like these bare knuckle shows. And they're saying like, Hey, well, I'm making more in this fight than I have in like the UFC. Like, I, like, I don't know what your opinion is or your thoughts on it or like, what are your, what's the thought process and like getting paid as like a professional? Um, man, I think 
like obviously it's, uh, it's skewed like it's not like boxing where like what 80 percent goes to the fighters and then 20 percent to the promoters or whatever like mma it's like the other way like 80 percent goes to the promoter and, like 20 percent split between the fighters mm-hmm. so obviously it's all fucked up but i think a lot, on a regional level a lot of guys are just really really stupid like you hear oh the guy got 500 and 500 for his pro debut yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. Like, he doesn't know how to do anything. I guess how much I made for my pro debut, 8K. I make 15 to 20K every time I fight, like, still. Because I'm not a retard. I literally, like, I keep saying the word retard, so I don't, uh, anyone to be offended, I know some, like, blue-haired chick is going to comment on your hating <laughs> me. But, but I, I don't, I have to speak. It's all right, we, we've, been, we've been canceled by the left, we've been yeah, canceled I, by the right, I, we've been canceled by everybody. This, this is me PG-13, like, I get canceled all the time, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, so I, then I, I, I guess the question is, sorry, go ahead, but, like, no, no offense, no offense when I say this, but, like, so there's a guy who's like, oh, I made 500, 500, I made 1,000 bucks for my pro debut, and then you make, like, you know, let's say ten, like 10,000. So what's the difference? Like, what are you doing that's so special versus some some guy making their debut? Exactly. And this is what I show my guys too. Okay. So like, you've heard like multiple streams of income and shit like that. So guys want to be a fighter, like, and then they'll say like, if you go to school for any job, you're going to kind of go through that starving artist stage where like, if you're going to go to school to be like anything, basically, you might have, you're going to be four years taking debt in school and doing this. Maybe you're going to be broke for four years as a fighter. If you're really like going towards it, you might have to tough that out. But on top of that is we kind of dive into everything. Like what I do is I throw tournaments. I run a gym. I get sponsorships. I do professional fights. I do. I try to get a little bit into everything. So altogether, I'm making good money. I'm never broke, you know, and then. But uh, yeah, like a big thing is sponsorships. You know what I mean? Like I get each sponsor, every logo on my shirt is paying fifteen hundred. Is paying fifteen hundred every single one. Okay. You know, so a lot of guys don't take the time to do that, or they just like ask their broke ass buddy, like, well, they're like framing to, they're like, hey, do you want to uh, sponsor me? And the guy's like, fuck you, I hang out with you every day. I'm not gonna sponsor you. No, you gotta like build your brand a bit. Like, yeah, even you know, like we all say marketing. I don't think I'm some fucking Conor McGregor who's like, oh no, you gotta market, get people talking. I'm not saying shit like that but like a little bit you know what i mean like i i'll do every podcast that asks me i'll share every fucking thing you'll see in my instagram i'm sharing like uh oh oh no we lost him uh uh spirit leaf uh, water down we we, we lost uh we lost chris for a second so i'm not sure spirit leaf water down 64 what do we do mike what do we do sponsor us somebody sponsor us (laughs) give us some money (laughs) No, um, actually, well, um, we'll send Chris a message right now, but he actually made a really good point. So especially when you're talking about, you know, building up sponsorships, getting people to work with you before you really kind of get yourself into that whole phase of getting into fight cards, because it's like, that's the thing. He's walking away with a paycheck rather than just, okay, payment from the fight and maybe making 500 bucks for that actual fight. So he made a really good point right there. Um, I'm going to just message him. I don't know, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? No, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think you got to think outside the box. How are you going to get paid? And I think a big thing that you mentioned is, is sponsorships. So every every person that sponsors him, he has a certain amount of a certain amount of um, making a little bit of money per per sponsor. And you know, like before you even go in and fight, you have a <laughs> phone died. I'm good now. Yeah, it's, it looks like his phone passed it's away. He's making all his sponsorship money. He can't afford a phone charger. It's like you <laughs> and your fucking poverty internet. We'll, uh, we'll get Chris back in here momentarily. Uh, just send him a link, Aaron. So Dude. I know he's, he's got the link. 
It's got yeah. the link. All right. I'm just going to be messaging him. Come on back. So, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Mr. Chris, uh, with all his sponsorship money, uh, we got to make sure that he invests himself in a battery pack for his phone for the next time. So that way he's not uh, losing out on his actual phone anymore. But that would be the next biggest investment. Or So actually, while we're on here, does anybody have any links to a good sponsorship for a battery pack? Because I think that'll be the next sponsorship that we will suggest for Chris is a battery-operated a power pack for his phone, making sure we get him sponsorships for that. So anybody who's got those links out there, let's make sure we get those to Chris. Now he's going to put those in a sponsorship for his next fight coming up whenever he beats this next guy. And we got Chris back with us now. Yeah, what's yeah. up, guys? Hey, we're, just, we're, we're, just, uh, we're just ripping right. on the fact that uh, we're talking about, oh, making all this money on a sponsorship. I can't even charge your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> no no actually that's i said to charge when i messaged you guys no that's all i have my brother called me he's like i'm here let me in <laughs> he called and like, hung up the, the thing so no i am so rich <laughs> it's okay guys i still have money it's fine so we'll, all right so i just want to kind of pick it up where we left off so we're talking about i guess like thinking outside the box and you know instead of being that guy who's like oh i'm gonna make like a thousand bucks for my pro debut you know get sponsors run tournaments like do private even yeah but like even a realistic thing not everyone has the skill set or like whatever to throw tournaments or do that stuff but but getting sponsorships that's one thing like early pro debut guys can do even amateurs get sponsorships you don't have to ask crazy amounts that's 250 dollars from each guy even if you get two sponsors that's 500 bucks plus 500 500 to show that's 1500 bucks right there you know and like uh doing privates too you can do that there's little things you can do to kind of compensate and if not do that and then work a normal fucking job too bad like make it happen you know find an excuse or find a way get a job you fucking bum <laughs> yeah. no, no. like that's what i'm saying like the pe people whine but you can find a way you know like if it's not enough money make it enough money you know if like if, if it if it is then you're good right but but like what's, uh so what's i guess like what's kind of been the secret for you i for people are listening to this and they're like hey like i want to be amateur or pro MMA fighter even like or even like a professional like jiu-jitsu guy and i'm looking for sponsors and like this is a common thing I, i've talked about with aaron with various uh people that we've had on the podcast but like i think you've done a very good job at this like what are some what's some advice that you would give to somebody who's listening to us they're like all right so how do i go out and get sponsors who should i talk to like man i talk I talk to everyone. I literally like, I might, I don't know what my persona is or like if I'm known as an asshole or whatever, but I, I literally befriend everybody. Like everybody, it doesn't matter who they are. I befriend every single fucking person. I make sponsors think like I'm their prize race horse, man. Like they're in there with me. Like they're coming. I'm going to hang out with them the whole time before and after, you know, like I, I try to make them as much part of the experience as possible. Like, to be honest, like that's, if it's a work crew guys, I show up, I'm like, Hey, you guys should come try a class. They come to a class of four of them. They feel jujitsu power, you know? So they roll some purple belts and shit. They're like, this shit's crazy. You know, they watch me hit miss for a bit. They're like, wow, he's a fucking beast. <laughs> you know? And then they're like, they're like, they're pumped then, you know, like get them involved in, in it. Don't just show up and ask people for fucking money. No one's going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. So when you kind of look at it, like, even like, well, most recently, like Jake Paul obviously is like fighting hard on like fighter pay. And then you see a, a champion like Francis Nagano not making money. 
basically he's made six hundred thousand dollars for his last fight where this guy should be making millions do you think this is more of a promoter issue or is this like the athlete not working on but it's kind of both yeah, like, on a regional level like a canadian national level maybe yeah. you know on a on a wider scale in the bigger picture yeah i think so like things gonna change maybe you know i i I think it would take something so drastic to change. I think it's kind of monopolized in a sense, you know, you do want to make every single fighter like boycott to like some type of union at the same fucking time. Like a lot of guys they're, they're pay, uh, when they do that, they're not paying any bills, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, they could, I think it's, I think Dana White and the UFC has got a firm grasp on it at this point, you know, it is yeah. what it is. So I think you got to make the best of it. If you're not happy making a half a million dollars a fight, fight three times that year. <laughs> yeah. That's what or build, or like basically what you do, you know, build media, build a presence, and then yeah, like outside. and then just well, get you know, get sponsors and be valuable. Look what McGregor did, man. Like same shit. You would just you figure out a way, you know. Like and all he all he did really is just outsource. Went into a did a boxing fight, called out someone, kept going, built it up, did it outside the SC, made them enough money that they signed off on it too, right? Like there's things they can do. Nagangu should just be fighting Tyson Fury. That's money, yeah. right? That's the money. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like. I'd love to see that fight. That would be a great fight to see. I don't know if it ever happens, I'll be honest with you, but... I think Tyson Fury's going to piece him up still, but it's still cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. I think he pieces <laughs> him up. Yeah. I, think, I think I'd take Tyson in that as well, no problem. Um, but, you know, it would be, it'd be good to see everybody get paid in the end. Yeah. That's that's where the money's at, right? Boxing on that level. Well, I think it's been I, like that for years. I think, it, like, I don't think that'll ever change in MMA, but... Boxing around for like a fucking century or longer you know yeah. like mma 90s you know it's like still new. it's still it's still it's still new right like it's not that old the sport no it really isn't um it's i want to ask just what sorry go ahead probably been mainstream like on like like football like on fox and all this shit like espn like for like less, what like less than like, 10 years yeah like less than a decade like that's How's this supposed to even compete, right? Now it's just kind of getting... It's still, like, such a young sport. So hopefully, I think over time, like, eventually it'll catch up. But um, I want to I ask you one more thing this evening. Just something that will be uh, just for fun. Uh, any interesting stories about your... Uh, about London, Ontario? Why does it have such a bad rap? Is it because you live there? Like, what's, what's the situation? Um, yeah, that's probably it, man. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a man it's what it is the people here party everyone parties their trains and like it's one or the other you know it's full of university college town right it's, there's a strip here like fucking just full of bars man just a lot of crazy shit happens here people visiting a lot of times guys visiting for training then they party too you know like just wild shit i think it's the same everywhere i think everybody's just dramatic man like fucking uh, how many of this is like shitty little cities around toronto too you know like it's who you know where, right? Like, you're going to have fun anywhere. You can fucking nope losers anywhere. It's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. What's the um, the go-to spot now in London, like, for, like, the <laughs> Western people? Uh, yeah, everyone should just go to my gym. That should be the spot. <laughs> <laughs> the go-to go spot is uh, London Jiu-Jitsu located at? <laughs> yeah, five. 575 Richmond Street. Yeah, and I think that is the perfect location. And I think that's where we'll end it because that is where we want to be going. We'll be heading over to Chris's gym. Make sure you head out there and he's got a fight. And what date is the fight on again? Sorry. March 5th, guys. Make sure and if you if you don't get tickets, make sure you rent it on the stream. Click my name so I get paid from it. 
more. <laughs> okay. Can you make sure you send me the link so we can I can at least advertise it for you guys? It's that BTC live site. Just click BTC it live. Perfect. Long renting it it's good man you know so i'm you know uh that's about it bro if that's all we're talking about yeah thank awesome. you it's, it's good to even like have people blasting out my stuff too and you know it's all support either way right yeah no, stuff, for sure. this is the stuff that helps sponsors man we do i do i've done like five of these in the last like week and a half you know and like i shout out sponsors like how oh, can i right now yeah absolutely. <laughs> you you absolutely can choking choking has her podcast <laughs> Fresh Line, Innovative Electric, uh, Royal Canadian Garden Supply, um, Live Fit. Uh, there's a couple offers on my mind, but there's a bunch more. If you check my Instagram, they're all over the place there. Um, big thanks to In Innovative Electric, though. They've done some crazy stuff for me. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us today. We really do appreciate you jumping on. Best of luck in your fight. We'll definitely be rooting for you. We hope you bash his head in and call it a day. Make yeah. sure it work and call it yeah. a day. That's what I'm going to try to do for you guys, man. I'm going to try to win with uh, neon belly and just verbal abuse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you need to give up. You need to give up. Your mother's a whore. <laughs> In neon belly, Liga feels bad himself and taps. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll hope best of luck, all right? All right, cheers, boys. Have a good night. Thanks. All right. See ya. Bye, everybody.